Welcome to the Ox Unplugged, where one man's trash is another man's Grammy award-winning single. I am Hellion. I am Mr. J. Whip. And I am Miss J. once again. And the topic we are going to kick around tonight is thrift stores. Uh, you know, Goodwill, the Salvation Army, uh, you know, the secondhand shops, whatever, you know, consignment shops, whatever you want to call them. It's just the, the, the thrill of treasure hunting and digging through stuff that somebody else just got rid of to try to find that special, special item. Yeah, it's really is a treasure hunt. There's other types of thrift stores, too. Like we have next to our Best Buy is an estate sale thrift store. And mm. that has that's a filled thing of goodies and seeing what other people had. We actually at one point last year found this really cool um, uh, photo book of naval ships from World War II. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. Great. I, God, I, I, one of the things is I, I don't know about you, Halion, but I enjoy just like looking at stuff like the hunt itself versus like finding and actually shopping or being like, <laughs> I bought this brand new t-shirt for 42 cents. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, it's double edged or, or I, I go in with two different things. Um, I don't know if I have mentioned it on the pod before, but I am deeply cheapskating. I, I was <laughs> going to use the word frugal. Um, yes, you would use the positive connotation. Yeah. Yes, my, my wife says, you know, no, baby, you're, you're cheap. Um, like I won't, if there's something that I want, like be it a clothing, be it, a, uh, you know, a kitchen utensil or, you know, a shirt or a pair of pants or something. If there's something that I want or need instead of just like going to the store to buy it more often than not, if I don't need it right now, I'm just like, mm, I bet I can find that at a thrift store and I will put off buying something for months until I can find it at a thrift store. Because why would I spend $30 on this thing when I can get it for three at the Goodwill? And that's, that's just how I look at a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that is perfectly fine secondhand, so there's no reason to buy it brand new. Um, the other thing is I like cool stuff, like you said, uh, where I like finding like interesting stuff, like just the kind of stuff that you don't see anywhere else. Um, my wife actually bought me, uh, her and the stepkids were on a trip and that I was not with, and they stopped into a thrift store in a really nice, like, resort town. Mm -hmm. And they brought me home this tankard, like this, like, you know, ceramic mug with a old English H on it. Because, you know, branding, I love the H, Halion, all that. Um, yeah. And so I was like, oh, that is so cool, right? So I already had another mug with one of, with like a regular H on it. And then... Turns out when you hold when you open it up, this thing was originally made. If you look at the bottom, in like 1960 something, so this was like handmade. This was like somebody's like uh, high school project or something. And so it was just it was just a really cool, unique thing. Like it's not the kind of thing you can just go to the store and buy. That's something interesting, something you know unique. So yeah, I I, I like the aspect of a buying stuff cheap 
and saving money, but B, just finding that unique little things that you would never find anywhere else. Yeah. I, so I don't do a, a whole lot of thrift shopping. The thing that I grew up doing the most before I learned of thrift stores besides like Goodwill is garage sailing. Mm-hmm. Garage sailing is my jam because I, my sister, who is the type of thrift, thrift store shopper that's like, no, I go to like the hard clearance sections of like these stores. I know what times of the year to go for these so I can buy my shirts that were like 20, 30 bucks that are now in clearance for like pennies. But, um, but I like it because for two things, because it is like a, you have to go through so many garage sales in order, in order to find like the bits and pieces of treasure and good things. Mm-hmm. But I'm a bit of a snoop. And I basically go, what can I read off of these people and who these people are just by going through their garbage that they're selling? <laughs> so, so in other words, you're going through their cast-offs and judging them and, and deciding who they are. <laughs> what, learning what is their life story? What does it have to tell me? <laughs> so you're, like, you're like the junk whisperer. <laughs> I, I found some interesting things, too, for, for being a quote-unquote junk whisperer. Oh, I can't, I don't remember what, like, the type of uh, Chinese, like, um, like, uh, shirt dress thing. Like, if you think of a Chinese monk and, like, the little butt, like, Chinese monk or, like, Chinese uh, monk woman, you know, like, the, the stereotypical, like, movie stuff or cartoons. I wish I had a better example, but, like, that, whatever that type of dress is. I actually found one of those being sold for a few bucks at a garage sale and I got it and I still have it Hmm. and it's nice. And I like to use it for, well, I don't wear it a whole lot. It was nice to a certain degree during the summer, but it was mostly like a, Ooh, I can do cosplay stuff. Mm -hmm. I, uh, uh, one year, the, uh, the wife and the kids, we all decided we were going to do a group Halloween costume. And so we're all, you know, at varying levels, but we're all Whovians, you know, varying a Doctor Who. And so we decided we would all dress up as characters from Doctor Who. So my wife uh, got, uh, you know, a long brown coat and the, um, you know, super colorful long scarf of the fourth Doctor. Um, We dressed up my stepson as... uh, uh, Matt Smith with a fez and stuff. And, you know, on down the line, every, everybody had a, a matching costume. Yeah. But I was going to be, uh, I decided I wanted to be the 10th doctor. Yes, David Tennant. So I had the right tie. I had the shoes. I had everything. But I didn't have the, the, uh, the brown suit. So I was like, well, I, gotta f- I have to find something. So we went to a thrift store. I went to a thrift store. Mm-hmm. They had... It wasn't, it didn't have the blue pinstripe, so it wasn't perfect. But other than, other than that, the color, everything was exactly what I needed in my size. Nice. And I'm like, awesome. So I'm going to take it up there and I'm like, oh, okay. It's, it's like, it's marked like six bucks or something. And so I take it up to there and, and uh, I get to the register and uh, she's starting to make, she's like, oh, this is a yellow tag. Today's uh, yellow tags are special today. It was like a midweek or something. So these are only 99 cents. <laughs> So I got the suit for the whole thing for 99 cents. Nice. Um, So 
Have you ever heard or been to Shipshawana in Indiana? No. You might potentially love it. Because, like, I mean, at this point, Shipshawana has become, like, just, like, a giant uh, uh, flea market. Hmm. But so every year in the summer, and I want to say it's the whole summer, if not, like, at least the month of June, uh, there's a part in Shipshawana where there's just this massive, massive, like, garage sale, garage sale, like, art sale style stuff going on. And there's just different stalls and areas where there's, like, people, make sure people selling crafts to, like, literally, like, what a flea market is. People selling all their garage sale junk. And you have mixtures of things from being, like, really old to being, like, you'll find some stalls where it's, like, oh, no, they just, like, stockpiled on, like, this garbage from, like, a couple of years ago. And they're just selling this now. And you can also find some interesting things there. Like, I have a, uh, like, a, I have this Pikachu, um, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, what you'd call, like, the Pikachu straw cup thing, where it's, like, it's the whole Pikachu body. It's just a cup. You screw the head on, and it has a straw, and you literally just drink out of this massive Pikachu. <laughs> a Pikachu sippy cup. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it's not exactly a sippy cup, but, yeah, it's the, it's like that idea of, like, you went to an amusement park, and uh, you're getting, mm-hmm. like, a mascot cup thing. Um, I've also, and it's the only place that I found it, this at too, is that there's a booth there where this lady sells, um, leather keychains that she's made into like different things like pigs, motorcycles, wolves, animals, like a whole slew of stuff from like a single piece of leather, which is really freaking cool. Um, it's not, and they're like. I want to say no more than like 10 bucks, which if you think about the fact that it's made out of like handmade by one person out of leather, that's not the worst thing to spend, especially with like the intricacy that it is. I know I, you might like Shipshawana if at the very least you'd like the Amish food there. <laughs> well, I just, I do like to eat. Um, but yeah, you, you mentioned the like uh, flea markets and stuff. Growing up, there was a huge flea market in town, giant, like open year round. Um, Saturday, fr- Saturday and Sundays especially was with its big heyday. And it had like permanent shops where people just sold like stuff like, you know, like the mall ninja store, you know, where they'd have like the ninja stars and the swords and stuff like that. But you'd also have, you know, essentially just a bunch of booths just like uh, garage sales. And so you could just go and you would never, you never knew what you were going to find. Um, my mom wasn't big on the flea markets, mm-hmm. but every spring and not as much in the summer because it would just be so hot, but definitely every spring when people would start putting on the yard sales, mom would get you up early on a Saturday morning and drag me all over the county going to all the, dif- the different ones. And she would pick through stuff and haggle and just... You know, it, it was her big game hunting. Like she if she could find something for a great value, you know, it didn't matter if it was a clothes, didn't matter if it was furniture, didn't matter if it was, you know, a, a bowl, whatever it was. If she could find something that was useful for a really good deal, she would talk about it for weeks. 
and she still does the same thing today, but now she doesn't really have the energy to get out and do the uh, the yard sales and stuff. So yeah. now she'll she'll t- brag about how she went to Kohl's and found this item in the clearance section, and it was marked down to this from what it originally was. And then she also had our thirty percent off coupon, and then she was able to, so she was able to get this thing for like forty one cents. And like she's talking about it, like she's you know retailing the tale of how she stalked a deer and killed it, and like you know and mounted it on the wall. Like that's that's how she talks about it. She's so proud, and and I'm guessing that's where some of it rubbed off on me. No, oh, I I can see it. Like it, it it is like the thing where it's like ah, I slayed the big evil business industry by by purchasing a lot of things for under five dollars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Look at these look at these treasures that I was able to acquire for little or no coin. Yeah, I. I like when the, I know I'm not like the first to do this and it's probably way more common than how I'm going to say it. That's going to come out. But a lot of times what I'll do because so I have a problem finding shorts that go like to my knees and instead or at least halfway down my thighs instead of being as close to my crotch as humanly possible because I don't fucking know why women's shorts are made this way. So I basically do the shitty thing where I'll go into like the clearance sections uh, of different stores like Old Navy, Kohl's, and I'll find uh, jean pants that are either like would potentially be too big or fit me okay enough and not be like, well, I don't have to care about from the knees down. I'm just going to butcher those pants by cutting across the pants legs and turning them into a new pair of shorts. Yep. Jorts. Perfect. I only spent like two bucks on on this one pair of shorts or like five bucks on like three. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Feels good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. When we talked about doing this episode, I was walking through my house and thinking about all of the stuff that I have that I bought at the thrift store. And let's see, most of my plates, some of my bowls, uh, I've got several pots, uh, not really any pans because most of the time those are burned. Um, Mm -hmm. My paper towel holder, all of the glasses, like my whiskey glasses, all of them, Um, all of my coffee cups, Uh, I have a very, very nice... uh, when I, if like during the winter, cause it doesn't get crazy cold. Mm-hmm. If I need to go out, but I need to dress up a little bit, like not like my usual, like hoodie and jeans. I need to look a little bit more presentable. I found mm-hmm. a very nice dressy leather jacket that I got for 12 bucks at the thrift store. Um, I've got work boots, um, my dining room tablecloth the the rug that's in my living room like it's just it's an addiction like i just won't go buy something unless i can if if i think i can get it at a thrift store oh uh, yeah i i also have a collection of what i call my fun glasses that are all different like all different types of glasses for different types of uh, alcohols that i got a garage sale hmm. it was one of those sales where like this person was selling absolutely everything because they were just leaving. Like they were selling their house, their vehicle, like every little thing that they had, they just wanted it gone. 
So I bought like this huge box of like so of like uh, a bunch of these like really cool, really big um, like beer glasses and all these other like martini glasses, wine glasses, that type of stuff for about like five bucks. My sister was so mad that I bought those because she was like, she was like, I'm so mad you bought those because I know you're not going to put any alcohol in these. I'm like, but they'll be great for like ice cream and milkshakes and fun drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were trying to get me to either sell, just like sell them to my sister or just give them away. I'm like, no, these are mine. I like fun, weird shapes. Yeah. If I can butt in, I hate clutter. <laughs> I hate more and more nonsense that we you don't use. We have not used those cups once. I have not used them since I've moved here. But That's I have been... used them. But if you ever do, you've got them and you got them at an amazing price. I know. And they're just fun to look at. You've used them once and we've lived here for two years. <laughs> okay, fun yeah. police. Yep, 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 yep. Sorry. <laughs> This also is, bring up a fair point because that is hardcore one of the downsides of being like a person who's like I love thrift shopping or like mm. yeah like thrift shopping garage sailing like that type of stuff you name it dumpster diving yeah because the fact that you go I see all these great cool things you have the idea of how to have fun yes yeah and, and <laughs> you gotta have a goal in mind otherwise you just or walk back and you say, look, it, I've got a new paperweight. And that's it. <laughs> See, I, I am of both minds when it comes to that. Because, Jay, I, I am also not one that likes a lot of clutter. I, I kind of live fairly minimally. I don't like a lot of stuff. I don't need a lot of stuff. So, although I do find stuff and, and get things at the, at the thrift store, I periodically go through my house and like drawers, closets, you name it. And if I see something that I haven't used in six months or a year, or I haven't worn in I don't know how long, I just it goes in the in the donation box. And when the donation box gets gets full, then I just take it to the thrift store and give it away. Yeah, my problem is I grew up in clutter, and so it's like a mixture of homey. But I also a lot of my stuff, like the stuff that I've been adamant that I've got, that I've thrifted, that I'm like, no, I refuse to get rid of these, have just become my trophies. It doesn't <laughs> matter that I haven't used those cups in a really long time. Or uh, I'm trying to think of something else, but I think those cups are probably the most prominent of being like, this is something you got that you haven't used in a long time. I'm like, no, you leave my cups alone. They're fun-shaped cups. But, uh, no, I, I want to say my favorite, uh, like, garage sale uh, find that I can think of is, I w- it was back in high school, I was a band kid, and I want to say this pr- might have been during Red Flannel, which is uh, where I grew up, Red Flannel is a every October... Uh, it's a local festival. Yeah, it's a local festival, and... Where I'm from, we host, host a marching band competition on Red Flannel Day. So if you're a marching band for for that place, uh, you uh, you're, you're, you have to be there all day. Like the the marching band show, the comp, that competition literally takes up half the day. Anyway, so I'm I'm dawdling. I 
I went garage sailing with my friends because we only had a couple of hours. We knew some garage sales were up. And we went, let's go garage sailing, then go back to the school before we have to get all dressed up again and start start marching for the parade. And we hit one place that they were selling Pokemon cards and these Pokemon cards, they had like labeled at different price tags. But I found a box of Digimon cards. And I was so excited. And I just brought up this box and I was like, hey, how much how much for these Digimon cards? I love Digimon. And she looked at me and she's like, oh, um, and she was like, I don't want to try to figure out like a price for like all like all these cards individually. She was like, how's five bucks sound? Like, I'll give you the whole box for five bucks. And I was like, done. I have no idea how much Digimon cards are worth, but finding Digimon stuff, anything is already a pain in the ass as it is. So now I, to this day, and now they're in a binder. I have like this collection of a lot of the old like season one Digimon cards. And some of them are first editions. There are some hollow ones there. It's probably one of my favorite best like uh, searches that I have. Do you have a, a favorite find that's a trophy of yours? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I have any one single find. That's my favorite. Um, I've just been sitting here thinking of other things that I've gotten at the thrift store that I use. And, and I literally say sitting here because the, de- the chair that I'm sitting in, I got at a thrift store. Um, the rug that it is under this chair, I got at a thrift store. <laughs> the bed that I sleep on uh, was purchased at a yard sale. The chair in my living room that I sit in on the occasion that I watch TV was at a yard sale. Um, damn, I'm cheap. Um, <laughs> you come around to your wife, it sounds yes, like. No, I, no, I agree. I agree. My um, true knowledge, it's just better. One, one of my two grills, my 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 charcoal grill. I I I did pay retail, but it was on clearance. Um, <laughs> but my my gas grill, very important. You bought it at a store. <laughs> yes, but I didn't pay full retail for it. Uh, but my uh, my gas grill I got off Craigslist. Um, mm. the, my chairs outside that I have around my fire pit I got also got at a store, but I got them all on like ridiculous clearance. Um, <laughs> I guess the one thing when you, you talked about your glasses, these are your trophies, these are your your clutter, but you can't get rid of them because you just love them so much. I do have a similar thing. Uh, that is a bit of an Achilles heel for me of something that I don't really use, doesn't really serve a purpose. It's really just taking up space in my living room, but I fucking love them. Um, <laughs> I like buying vinyl records. Ooh. But I don't like buying your traditional vinyl. Like, I'm not trying to hunt down, like, you know, the the super rare 45s or the old, you know, Beatles vinyl or stuff. This, right. I mean, it'd be great if I found it. That's fine. But I like buying weird stuff. Like stuff that doesn't make any sense. Like, what the hell is this? Um, like, and what started this whole thing was I was at the thrift store one day. Um, and... It happened to be on a work trip, and I was on my lunch break. And there was a thrift store right next door to where this trip had taken us. And so I popped in on my lunch break, and I see this vinyl record. 
Um, and it is the soundtrack to a, I want to say it was the late 40s, but I th- it may have been done in the 50s. But it was a soundtrack to this series of um, a documentary uh, called The War in the Pacific. And it's in black and white, all that, but it's, it's a double LP soundtrack to this documentary. I was just like, that's so cool. Like, that's just not the kind of thing you would ever find. And I'm sure it does not worth anything, but I just thought it was really interesting. You know, it's got a picture of a big old battleship on the front and stuff. So I picked it up and it was after then. And so I started finding myself collecting more interesting stuff like this, you like weird a- oddball. Like a, I do. Okay. I also bought it on clearance. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it at retail, but it was on clearance, heavily reduced on clearance because it was a return. Um, <laughs> but I've got like, uh, what's one? I've got Tony Cabot sings the uh, fight songs of like major college football school, uh, college football teams. I've got uh, a couple of weird comedy albums of like from like way back in the day. Um, my, but my very most favorite one, my most favorite album that I have, and I've never played it. So this is a full-size record, mm-hmm. and it has this, like, orangey-red cover. Like, it's very stands out, and then printed in, like, a, almost like it was spray-painted. Like, it's, it's very, like, like, 18 and that kind of stencil. It says, mm-hmm. the coming war with Russia, according to the Bible, where, when, and why. A message by Dr. Jack Van Imp. Oh, and okay. It's from like the, I'm assuming looking at the picture on the back, it looks like it's probably from the early 60s. Um, if I had to guess, it was also pressed in Washington Square Plaza, Royal Oak, Michigan. Um, yeah. But I've never, but I just thought it was so interesting. Like, this is like a little time capsule of the fear and the propaganda. Uh, can't see it um, from that time period. Yeah. Oh, well. But it's just, it's such a weird thing. Like, like who buys this? Why would you buy this? What, you know, what prompted something? This, I just thought it was just so interesting. So it's, um, oh, I've also got an album of uh, Welsh folk songs. Ooh. Which it sounds like it's an alien language. It makes no sense. Um, <laughs> but just like I like weird little albums and stuff. And sometimes I'll play them. I, I do have a few, you know, regular stuff. Like I've got an album that has like classic stuff from like the, the 40s. You know, I've got a, 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 an old Harry Belafonte and some stuff like that. Um, but I, I almost never play them. I almost never listen to them. But it sits in this nice little... You know, I've got like a little rack that they display in that the, you know, the turntable sits on top of. But I, I often look over and I'm like, why do I have this? What am I doing with this? It's just, just taking up space in my living room. But I could never bring myself to do anything with them because it's just so neat and weird. Uh, yeah, I I was just about to say, because I was about to be like, oh, man, if you like collecting that, then you should definitely check out like estate sale thrift, thrift shops because we just went one, to one today. That one that I've mentioned earlier by the Best Buy to see if we can find a a chair for Jay Yeah. We didn't find it. We didn't find anything 
useful or interesting, but we did go. We found interesting things, just not like useful and for what we wanted. Like there was a weird, I don't know how old, but there was a weird, um, like small, uh, stovetop oven set that sat in like the wonkiest way. I'll, if I remember, I'll send the picture to Jay Witt to put in the discord so you can see it. But, uh, yeah, I took a few pictures because the this estate place is so wonky and so full of stuff and such a maze. And there's one section that I was like, why would you set it up this way? That baffles me. Because they have a lot of like um glass figurine stuff and like fragile things in there because that's just kind of how it is. But Old people a- love them Yeah, um, It's it's one of those places you walk in and you go, Oh, you know how people are like whenever you have the image of like a grandmother and it's just filled with like these antique, like old time, like faded, like that nice faded color, knickknack glass things. Yep. That's all there. But yeah, there's a all the, the Hummel, fi- the knockoff Hummel figures and the glass candy dishes and all of that. shit. Yes, so many of those things. There's a section in there where it's literally box square. And then on a wall, in that section, they have a bunch of children's toys. And I'm like, what prompted you to do that? <laughs> what prompted you to go, this is a good place for kids stuff? Where everything, you, if you feel like you just look at it too long, it's going to crack. But, um, but I've, especially today, but at like the estate sale thrift shops, there's so many obscured vinyls. And we don't have a, a don't record have a play. player. I don't mm-hmm. really plan on getting one. No. But yeah, no. If you want to look for obscured vinyls, I, I suggest checking out estate sale places. Actually, there was a very nice couch. Oh, that, was, that lazy boy yeah, chair. There's a big, nice, like, leather red uh, couch that has, like, a bit of, like, scratch damage on it. And it's just... It was. It's one of those uh, couches that you could just fall into for like three hours. Mm. Yeah. 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 We don't need a couch, so whatever. See, my problem now is I have a tiny car, and I can't get hardly anything in it. So, like, I will see things, but like, I would totally buy that chair or that table, or one time it was a grill. Um, but I'm like, I have no way of transporting it home. It won't fit in my car. Um, yeah. So what you're saying is you need a friend who owns a truck. <laughs> no, this is actually this actually is a good thing. So I don't have to like I'm not tempted to buy stuff that I probably shouldn't buy because if I really needed it, my dad has a truck. Okay. He has two, he has two actually. Um, but see, I I for me the estate sale type uh, places. There's one place like that here in town, which is the Habitat for Humanity Restore. Mm-hmm. And you go in there and it's just boatloads of furniture, boatloads of like somebody just like went into a kitchen, cleaned out the cabinets and then just like they're throwing it up on the shelves. Like it's just it, uh, stuff you can't even imagine. Like, it's just like, why would this like, why would you even try putting this out to sale? Why would anybody want this? You know, like all like old bits and pieces of Tupperware and stuff that's like all warped. And there shit. Is so many glass bottles. That's apparently yeah. everyone's jam. Everyone's favorite thing is glass bottles. We found an old <laughs> thing of rat poisoning today there, yeah. too. <laughs> oh, did I show... Do you, remember, do you remember a few weeks back 
or our customer had been a few months back, that my thrift store find at the restore was an was a sealed pa- double packaged a two pack of of recordable cassette tapes from the 80s like it had like the flashy 80s like graphics on it and everything like the kind that you would buy to like record stuff off the radio like mm-hmm. sealed in the package i was able to get it for like a buck and like what am i going to do with it i don't know it's just it reminds me of when i was young when i was a kid it's like it's cool oh <laughs> <laughs> Jaywood is just sitting there steaming mm. right now. This full of old man disapproval. Yeah, you don't need it. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need to buy it. No, but when you get old like me, you too will find yourself longing for the days of your youth and the trappings therein. I or, or thereof. Disagree. I'm not going to lie. The only part <laughs> well, that I still wish for is Steve Irwin being alive. I, and I, a lot of the animals not being extinct. <laughs> I am a sentimental old fart, so that's <laughs> You've um, got so many comic books slapped up as well. Yes, I do. Do and you I have, find those comic books there, or do you purchase them full price? No, these are comics I've had for years since I was a kid. Okay. I don't purchase... Well, I have purchased... Now, some of the comics in my collection in the last few years I have purchased, but I purchase them on eBay. I don't go, like into like a store or anything. Cause, and it's, and I'm not even looking for ones that were very specifically valuable or what have you. It's, I was just trying to complete a run or a collection. Um, I actually, one of my favorite artists uh, who passed away last year, um, when I, when they announced that he was dying, had cancer, uh, George Perez, mm-hmm. I was like, I've got to complete my George Perez you know, important collection because he's one of my favorite artists. Right. So I went out and bought like the number one of the new Teen Titans, number one of uh, the new Titans. Uh, I went out and got his first when he first drew the Justice League. I got that copy. I drew the first when he first drew the Avengers. I got that that comic. But what I could not find or afford was his very first ever published art. Um, there was an edition of, I don't remember the name, Astonishing Tales, I think it was, but it was the first appearance also of uh, a little, semi-obscure uh, Marvel character back in the 70s called Death's Head. Well, he drew like a little two-panel, like satirical comedy uh, at the very end of the book. Well, this was his first published work. Well, you add that it's the first published of George Perez with the fact that it's the first appearance of this character. And this thing was going for ridiculous amounts online, but I was able to find a copy that was torn. It had a little stain on it. So it was in no way, shape or form, any kind of valuable condition, but it was one that I could afford so that, so, but it was important to me to have because I want, I just wanted to have a complete collection. I wanted to, to, wanted to hold in my hand his very first one. It didn't matter to me that it wasn't perfect. And my dream was to hopefully get to go, um, as we discussed in the uh, con episode, to go to Dragon Con and, mm. you know, have him si- and go and get him to sign it. That's all I wanted. I, I, it, yeah. This was not something for value. This was for me. And sadly, unfortunately, he passed away before that happened. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do have some sentimental stuff that I hold on to and things. But what's funny is when you talk about the uh, 
like the estate sales and, and sentimentality and buying stuff from your youth. So my youngest is about to be 15 and mm-hmm. we've always been kind of tight. And so we have kind of developed our thing is on Saturday mornings, we'll get up and we'll hit thrift stores together. You know, we just, we both like it. We enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And we'll try to hit anywhere between three to five and you know, looking for stuff, looking for things. And they're kind of of the same mindset of me of like, Hey, you know, I'll, I don't mind buying secondhand stuff. I've bought them clothes, shoes, uh, you name it, you know, the stuff that they wear every day uh, from the thrift store. And it's fine that they, they, they're perfectly fine with it. Well, about a year and a half ago, my kid is, you know, makes me so, as, a, as, a, as an old Gen Xer, it makes me so proud. My kid is into everything 90s. Like, they love the 90s music and stuff. The, the playlist on their phone that they'll play when we're in the car is called Dad's Playlist, because it's the music yeah. that, that I would play. Um, and so, we, we're out at a thrift store, and they come to me, and they're like, uh, you know, Dad, you know, look at all these CDs. You know, look at all these CDs. You know, this is and and they were recognizing all the music, and a lot of it was stuff that was in the playlist. And they're yeah. like, you know, if we just had a CD player, we could buy these and I could play it. And I'm like, but you have it on your yeah, but you know, it was it would be cool. So we kicked around and we found an old clock, like not a clock radio. We found like an old alarm clock radio that had a little CD player in the top. So we got it at the thrift store for like three bucks. And so it kind of became our thing that we would go to thrift stores, immediately go to the see all this, because every store has a big collection of CDs of people, stuff that people have turned uh, in. Yeah. And so we just start picking through CDs and we're, we're just hunting, hunting. And so like uh, they'll find one that they just think the cover's cool or it sounds cool. And so they'll, they'll want it, they'll get it. Or I'll be like, oh, this was a great album. Oh, you're going to like this. Oh, this is a great, you know, this, is, this band is awesome. And so eventually we did find like a little CD boom box that works. So we just started building this collection of CDs that they would go in their bedroom and just play and listen to like so much so that like they started carrying it back and forth between my house and their mom's house. Mm -hmm. Um, But then about six months after that started, they come to me and you're like, "Um, Hey dad, do you think we could find one of those like old digital cameras from back when in the day? And I'm like, like the old Sony uh, garbage video, yeah, like camera? a little Sony, like you know, like the you know four megapixel or whatever uh, digital camera. And I'm like, we can, but like the phone on your the camera on your yeah. phone is like a billion times better. She's like, I know, but it would just be cool and funny. So for a couple of weeks, we looked, and sure enough, we f- we found a little camera from like I think it was like 2007 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, in a thrift store, we bought it for three bucks. I had to order a, da- a data cable and a battery for it, and those cost more than the camera. But they got them, and they're just super happy taking just shitty, shitty digital pictures <laughs> and downloading them onto their onto their uh, their laptop, just having a ball. Um, but it, it occurred to me after a while when we were out looking through CDs, we'd been doing this for about a year, is that. I'm essentially just rebuying my old CD catalog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ones that I've slowly donated over the years or given away or lost or whatever. I did lose most of my CDs in my first divorce, but you know, 
we mm-hmm. won't talk about that. Um, but I'm just like, I'm literally rebuying all the shit in my iTunes. I'm just buying it now on physical media. It's so nice to have certain things in physical media. I, I love movie, all my... Your my, movie collection. Yes. My movie collection, my, my car CDs. I mean, to be fair, my movie collection isn't like a thrift store stuff. Some of it is. Some of it's like when you go in the, the retail store and they're like, ah, you have this bin of movies that are like between a dollar and five dollars or like this this huge, huge deal. Just like have at it and just here's search the, through the bottom. <laughs> here's the bucket. Go for it. Oh, I was <laughs> making those dives. But yeah, no, I I love I love physical CDs, but I'm not gonna lie. I it's not very often that I have the "Oh God, I'm old. This hurts" moment hit very often. <laughs> Hearing the "Oh, my son wanted the old shitty digital cameras from 2007." <laughs> oh, that hurt. <laughs> that hurts so much. <laughs> oh, it's it's at least they didn't ask for like the old 35 millimeter camera mm. from like like what we had like the old. Uh, I mean, granted, when they turned 10, they did ask for a Polaroid camera, but that's kind of a trendy cute yeah, thing that is, nowadays. That's just the thing right now. Yeah, I mean, um, I still remember the the tape recorder cameras, like a like the act like the actual VHS cameras. And just mm-hmm. recording stuff with that. Oh, yeah. I remember recording, uh, making our own like little home sci-fi home movies, self-made, mm-hmm. with like the giant camera and the stand. And the one that we had back in the day, the first one we had, the camera was the camera, but you still had to use the, tab- the, the, the TV top cassette recorder to record it with. So the part that the cassette went in just kind of disconnected and slid out. And then you connected the camera to it like it was it's like you're carrying around a damn proton pack. This this huge thing just to record shitty VHS. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have something like that. I know we had a stand for it, but I do remember it being like that big, bulky video recorder that you'd be like, oh, whenever you'd see cartoon drawings of like of like uh Recording a movie, that's what it makes you think of. Like the shoulder mount? Yeah. Okay. Oh, but we're getting sidetracked with old-timey-wimey memories. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel you when it comes to uh, physical media. I don't generally do a lot of physical media anymore, just because, again, clutter. You're welcome, Jay. Um, yeah. I do have one type of clutter that I do keep. Me too. Uh, books. Yeah, books. books. I- yeah, I only buy books I, at the thrift store. Oh, you so you only buy bad books? <laughs> no, I buy good books. I've never found a good book at a thrift store. How many co- copies of the Bibles and different iteration of Bible <laughs> books and Bible stories do you have? That's all I ever see at thrift stores. <laughs> Not to mention all the horrible old lady church uh, recipe books. Mm, oh, I do love those. Those are, those are funny. No, I've got I've bought plenty of good books at the thrift store. I got the entire Hitchhikers series at the thrift store. Oh, really? Um, now, granted, I say good books. You may not agree good books because <laughs> our, my taste in books is vastly different from yours. Um, I do like a lot of lot of pulpy, trashy stuff. I can't believe 
that you asked me for the weirdest book that I have, and I uh-huh. gave it to you, and you're like, this is too much for me. <laughs> I didn't say it was too much. It just I was just not prepared for how much it was. <laughs> Which one was it that you gave him again? Rant. Yeah, I've got to finish that. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah, it is. That's the fun. You asked for the weirdest. I did. I really did. And I will finish. And, and you know, to your credit, it's, it is weird, but it is brilliant. It's in its very own, very specific ways. Yes. Yes. Um, but oh, yeah, I, how many romance books you have, too, because that's the other, like, second most thing that you get at thrift stops and garage sales. That's also because the, the romance, like, genre is actually just one of the biggest book genres around. Honestly, the majority of books that my grandma has and gets, like, anytime we go to, like, because anytime you go to like art fail stuff and like crap crap fail stuff, like a, de- it, depending on what you're looking for, especially if your local if a local library is involved, then you have the book sales where the libraries are like, we're just getting rid of these books because we either have too many, like we just need to make more room or whatever. Doesn't they're just like trying to get rid of them, and sometimes you find good stuff, including manga if you're. If you're up for that too, there have been some interesting finds, but that's where my grandma gets most of her stuff. And she'll just, I remember she would just come back with like bagfuls of like those tiny compressed romance books that are just so thick that you, it's like, you're like, ah, I'm holding a brick. This could, I could just swap, whack somebody in the back of the head. And that would be that. And she would just go through those books within like a few weeks and to be like, oh, Time to t- get rid of these and go for the next collection. <laughs> um, what my grandfather does is he loves thriller books, like cop drama, like assassin thriller stuff. And mm-hmm. he just would be like, yeah, I've got my bag full of books. You want to look through them? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I love reading. And I look through and I'm going terrible. No, 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 no. Uh, why does James Patterson write so many books? What is it? What hey, is hey, it? hey. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, that, and that's the kind of stuff that I like. I like the pulpy stuff. I mean, I'm not saying that it's good, but it's fun. My, <laughs> my, my wife calls that, and again, my wife is, of course, the, where I, I, I look at as the gold standard of judging what things are good and, and aren't. Um, and she does have very good taste in music and things, but she calls that beach reading stuff. Like it's the kind of stuff you're just gonna th- that you just turn your brain off and you read it, and it's just to keep you occupied. It's not necessarily to engage your brain. And so I, I like I, fun stuff like that. I don't know why you would read that. So what do you think <laughs> of choose your own adventure books then? <laughs> um, have you? Tried- I thought they were they were fine when I was in elementary school. So it turns out that. There's um, so many of them. Well, no, no, no. There are adult uh, choose-your-own-adventure books. They're not popular in the U.S., but they are massively pop- popular in the U.K. Fighting fantasy is a very real genre that still exists and is still doing things. It's just not popular here. I've honestly been listening to a podcast and for their 8-bit book club stuff sometimes. They, like... They get a hold of because like fans will send them in or like they'll find it, but they'll get a hold of choose your own uh, adventure books. So like the um, oh, it's 
I'm trying to think the uh, the Goosebump series. That's it. I had to sit there and be like Michigan Chillers. So apparently, Goosebumps did a lot of uh, choose your own adventure books, and they'll go through those. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny and interesting to hear. And some of the those books like punish you. Uh, the latest one they did was a like the old 2000, like I think 2007, like WWE adventure book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny, and that book punishes you so hard. But uh, I, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, I might have to to look into doing those because I did one when I was in high school that I liked. But I was like, I I might have to do this just as a a fun like dumb brain thing. So I thought it would be fun when we decided we were going to talk about thrift stores and stuff because mm-hmm. they're. I have found that there's two different people that you see at thrift stores with three different people. There's the person just looking for weird stuff. There's the person that is like my mother who is desperately hunting for any kind of a bargain, whether they need it or not. And then there's my brother-in-law who has an encyclopedia knowledge of everything. Like he knows, you know, he could tell, he could just look at something and tell the difference between cheap and pewter or that's real silver. That isn't. He knows he can just look at something and know, hey, that's that's something that was handcrafted. That's this this particular artist or this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like he just knows all of this stuff. Right. Like mm-hmm. he, you could you could take him. You could take four watches that look pretty much identical, lay them out in front of him and he could glance at them and tell you which one's worth something, which one's crap. Um, so he he goes to thrift stores and yard sales and estate sales just Picking through, he's trying to literally find that treasure, that thing that's you know on sale for twenty cents that he can actually throw up on eBay for six hundred bucks. Um, he's that guy, and he's brilliant at it. Does a great like makes you know just as a little side hustle, makes decent money doing stuff like that. Uh, however, he does every once in a while when my sister gets mad and says, you know, that's it, the garage is full, you can't buy anymore till you clean some stuff out. Um, but I thought it'd be interesting to see what are some of the most valuable things that have ever been found at a thrift store. So I dug up some, uh, a list and I found a few things. Uh, not unsurprisingly, a lot of them are art. Mm-hmm. So let's see. It doesn't say which year, uh, but in South river, Ontario, Canada, uh, this person found a painting nigh about about a 10 by 8 portrait um outside of a thrift store and picked it up was looking it over it and then recognized the uh, a handwritten name on the back which was David Bowie oh and it was a painting that he had done which was a series of portraits between 94 and 97 and the estimated value were it to go up to auction is 100 grand Oh, jeez. Um, let's see. In Anderson, South Carolina, at a Goodwill, a, uh, a former antique dealer found an unusual oil painting that looked like they thought, you know what, this looks like something that, I might, that might be worth something. So they paid $3 for it, and his daughter-in-law then took it on Antiques Roadshow, where they identified it as being from a Flemish art school from the 17th century. Ooh. Uh, the, con- the value of it was estimated at 190 grand. 
in Hereford, England, a uh, an employee bought a dress uh, from that was a uh, that was donated and intended to wear it to a local ball, but ended up not. And this was in the mid nineties, so she put it in storage. And then she was watching a documentary featuring Lady Diana and recognized the dress and realized that it was one that she had donated. And eventually she put it up on auction and it fetched 200 grand. Oh, wow. In 2007, a man was in Nashville, Tennessee and purchased what was at the time thought to be a copy, uh, an old copy, like over a hundred year old copy, but just a copy of the declaration of independence. He paid about three bucks for it. Um, but then he kept looking at it, kept looking at, it, kept looking at it. So he decided he'd go have it, you know, have somebody who knew what they were doing. Look at it. Turns out it was actually an official copy commissioned by John Quincy Adams in yeah. 18, uh, and was dated in 1823. It sold at auction for just under 500 grand. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, in England, a guy bought a, th- in Kingston, a guy bought a thrift, uh, bought a bag at a thrift store for about 30 bucks because it had a, an unusual, uh, like a, a print, like a repeating print of Elvis Presley's face on it. Uh, it wasn't until he got it home and some people who knew better looked at it and informed him that this was a print that was designed and done uh, by Andy Warhol. And there were only 10 ever made. And so it eventually fetched half a million. Yeah. In California, there was a guy in, let's see, in the Yucca Valley, liked paintings and picked one up at a thrift store and... He just liked the way it looked. It was kind of a, a weird-looking little painting. Uh, picked it up for 40 bucks, held on to it for years and years and years, that eventually he decided he would uh, re, reframe it. And when he took the frame off, he recognized that there was a signature on the corner. And what he had was an original Warhol. Um, but because it was done in the unusual style, nobody he, nobody, he just didn't recognize it. And it's valued at somewhere between 500 grand and two and a half million. Jeez. And in, let's see, in Southern Cal, a retired truck driver bought a, just this wacky, colorful painting at a thrift store uh, for five bucks. And at, at a yard, no, not a thrift store, she got it at a yard sale um, from an art teacher uh, in 1992. After some people looked at it. They told her, I think this is something. Uh, eventually, word got, word got out, and a forensic art expert uh, came and looked at it and discovered that it was an original Jackson Pollock. Holy uh, shit. And he could tell because it has one of Pollock's actual fingerprints on the painting in, the, in, the, in it. And so, hmm. even though there's no providence, there's a little bit of controversy whether or not it is or isn't but you know most people could think that it is and this woman has been was offered up to nine million dollars for it but she wouldn't sell it 
And eventually she passed away, uh, but her son still has it. And he says that as far as he thinks, it's probably worth 50. So to see, don't be scoffing at us trying to find uh, our treasures at the thrift store. We might just be able to set ourselves up for life. Clutter and all. Just don't go be, just don't go searching for the beanie babies because it's not going to happen. There's still Uh, beanie baby sections. Oh yeah. Oh, every thrift store has beanie baby section. Uh, every thrift store has that section of, um, you've got your Jesus pictures, uh, you've got the hot Christmas section. Every thrift store has like a whole section of just Christmas stuff year round. Um, oh, and the naked Barbie dolls. Why are all the Barbie dolls at the thrift store naked? I don't know. I, I don't know why it's everything's, everything has its clothes torn off. I think it's just also just a weird kid thing to have happened to you. Are they selling them separately? No, no, there's never any clothes. It's just naked Barbies. Huh. It's like the weird thing of like a kid just like tears off the whatever clothes they had on like one Barbie or doll and threw it on a different one. But then like it's a thing where it's like they didn't have like enough clothes for something or whatever. Or like, to be honest, it's really easy to lose those things, too. So it would just turn into the game of like. Well, I lost a bunch of stuff, and those Barbies also have, like, the most knotted, disgusting hair ever. And it's not just Barbies. It's, like, the Bratz dolls and just a, just a lot of plastic dolls in general. Though mm-hmm. I don't think you see as many Bratz dolls nowadays just because of uh, uh, doll remaker people. But it's a very big community. That's a different subject, though. Yeah, I, I don't know why why they're always so disheveled and nobody cares. <laughs> Somebody, please, someone save all the naked Barbies. <laughs> Somebody, you know, oh. like, like my kid even mentioned it one time. Like, they just wanted to, like, just think that's weird. I was just like, you know, somebody somewhere out there, you know, there's somebody going around buying up all those naked Barbies, taking them home, washing them up and giving them clothes. Oh. That has to be some absolute weirdo artist. <laughs> There is always one one of them. Uh, oh, Godspeed, that weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I hope them the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to go in their house, mind you. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm glad they're doing it. I don't know if you guys... Well, I mean, I don't think you... I, Jay Witt most likely hasn't. I Honestly, you guys probably haven't. But there are a lot of just like doll remaking doll remodeling videos that i find quite relaxing just to watch where they go i have like this box of like this giant tote of old dolls and it's nine times out of ten it's brad's dolls because there's like a specific plastic on it that just picks up um like colors a lot easier but they'll be like time to tear these dolls apart like i'm gonna take the head of of this vampire lady and but i'm gonna put in the body of like this medusa lady and now we're gonna do all these things time to cut off the hair and take out all the glue it's one of those things where it's like you literally watch them destroy and deconstruct these already like very uh, grungy very messed up dolls and just watch them turn it into something completely new and make new clothes for it new shoes for it and have like this beautiful like looking doll 
at the end of it. It's very relaxing for me and very interesting. But um like delightful um I think like Moonlight Jewel, Midnight Jewel are the only two that I can think of for like YouTube stuff. But that's another off topic. <laughs> Sorry. I know you I said have- something early though when when we first started about how you'll go to like a garage deal and you'll be digging through somebody's stuff and like trying to to figure out, you know, things about them and judging them and stuff. Oh I, yeah. I have a similar thing, but it's it's not exactly, but there's a thing where you go to a thrift store. And particularly if it's like one of the ones that's more of a estate sale type thing mm-hmm. where you'll see pictures or plaques or something that has been customized. Like it has someone's name on it or it's someone's it's a, like, a, or it's a family photo or it's a picture of someone or it's, you know, something commemorating an event and stuff. And it just makes me wonder who are these people, you know, where, you know, what happened to them? You know, this, this was something important to them at one day. Now it's just been thrown out. It's just gone. You know, what, what, you know, what's the story behind this? Because, you know, as you mentioned, as you, you, you said it, Jay, a lot of the stuff is just clutter and we collect all this stuff. And in the end, when we're gone, more often than not, it just gets thrown out. And so as we're walking through the thrift store and we're looking at all these things, understand that this is just junk. These aren't just treasures. These are people's lives. These are things that that could tell a story if we knew all the context behind it. So mm-hmm. in some respects, I, you know, I'll walk through and it makes me wonder, you know, what's the journey? Where, you know, where has this thing been? You know, who's owned it? Where's, you know, where did it start? Where, where was it going? You know, how did it get here? Um, many people have owned it before you came yeah. upon it. And, and I can't even tell you how many things that I've gotten at a thrift store used for whatever purpose or, dec- or you know, not used and decided it's not something that I needed. And then it returned to the thrift store again. So it's just kind of, you know, going back through that cycle. And so sometimes I do catch myself walking around and looking at stuff, particularly when you see some of this just oddly personal. And it's just like, you know, no one's going to buy this. Why would any, because this is, was specifically for this person. And it just makes me wonder about what their life was and, and what happened to them. Yeah. All I can think of now is that thrift stores are just adoption centers for junk, for people's stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. It's kind of like the, yeah, a thrift store is kind of like a pound for junk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I think at the end of the day, if nobody buys that, uh, that naked Barbie, I don't think they're putting it down. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure on that one. That might just go to the trash. Mm. Any final thoughts on uh, thrift stores and whatnot? Uh, besides the fact that they're fun and you can always go for like clothing and stuff just to make things out of it. Like, like uh, different shirts or I tend to go my older days, I'd go to thrift stores just to basically be like, I'm making a cosplay of this thing. Let me see what, what uh clothing I can buy that I can just rip. Yes. That I can rip or like pieces that are already done that I can throw together. Uh, yeah, no, I, Thrifting is fun, but it's also addictive. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. 
there, there's no such thing as uh, Thrifters Anonymous. Thrifters Anonymous. They would turn into a yard sale so fast. <laughs> there would be no recovery. No. <laughs> oh, oh I've, I keep forgetting because I've been meaning to say this because there's one, I don't know how if uh, Jaywit would view it this way, but there is one garage sale item that is probably the that would probably be Jay Waite's favorite, and that's his precious walk. We got that at a garage sale for five bucks, yeah. and part of the reason why it's so memorable for me is because we were walking through looking at stuff. He's right behind me, and he's super excited. But all I hear him say is walk. Like, very sturdy, very serious, as I'm, like, looking through stuff, and I immediately whip around, and I go, excuse me? And he throws it up, and he goes, walk, W-O-K, walk. And the people that were selling that stuff just immediately bust out laughing at the stupidity they had just witnessed. I think we pet their dog, too. Yeah, we got their dog and we got to play fetch with their dog. Yeah, their dog was bored and saw a bunch of people. So we were like, I I like dogs. Let me pet your dog. Yeah, it was one of those like neighborhood everybody does a garage sale this weekend. Yeah. You got to pet a dog, you got to walk. Sounds like a nice day. It really was. (laughs) I refurbished that thing and I still use it. It's very it's a nice walk. Yes, it I is. think I bought some electrical engineering books as well uh, on that big walk, walk, walk. That around. giant garage sale. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lady that sells <laughs> nothing but like books and textbooks on like the most obscured things. That's, that, that's not obscure. I'm surprised like, you don't have her like in your like in your phone as a contact, Jay. I cleared her out for like half of those books. Yeah. I've got a book on TV repair. Yeah, that that's Jay Wood's tre- treasure trove. Yeah, because here's uh. the thing. Estate sales don't have good books. The only place you get it is from a, uh, a garage sale. That's why you get to see it depends. That's why you get to collect the weird stuff. That's why outlet I like weird but you you collecting you know technical manuals that's so on brand yeah that's not a surprise that's just a weekend (laughs) so dear listeners as you go out and find yourself in that that next garage sale that next thrift store that net estate sale just remember that you know the things around you they might look like junk but they were once somebody's preciouses and also bring cash. Uh, yeah, well, you know, now they've got not a, a lot of people have the little square thing or you can WhatsApp or whatever. So, yeah, cash isn't always necessary, but cash is best. Yes. Yeah. Mm. All right. This has been the Ox Unplugged. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Now, normally you hear me come on at the end of an episode and make a quip or say something snarky. But since this is the first anniversary of the Oxen Plug podcast, this is going to be just a little bit different. They have something special coming for you. And if you listen on after this, you'll get a little teaser for Waypoint Station. It's an RPG coming to this channel at the end of the year. And to the guys in the Ox Unplugged, you've done good. I'm proud of you. And don't worry, next week I'll be back to poking fun at my friends. 
Port for our subdomain waypoint station. We are we operate various less than legal enterprises through the subcontracting of numerous teams of operatives. This is the story of one of those teams. Up at the counter, near where ever there's a worker who is forced to stand there and listen, uh, you find Boykin Rao sitting, back iron rod straight, close cropped salt and pepper hair, and a well kept seaman's beard. He's a short man, withered, and one of his legs looks a bit wrong. Sir, I, I understand. Yes. Please. I, I do have other things to do. Sir, can you please put that down? No, you, no, no, now, 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 now. But I have not done telling you the story of when I fought off the side of Ultra 9. Yes, sir. I, I know you've not told it. I'm please. just getting to the good part where I won the day with my quick thinking and great heroism. I'm like, uh, ma'am, I, I wouldn't in inhale that if I were you. Oh, no, 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 no. It's so good. You want to try some with me? Here. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm fine on that. Check it out. I got some kick. Bucks leans forward a bit and goes like, huh? Yeah. So, okay. Check this out. Check this out. So what kick does is it makes it so that way everyone shares the same memories for a little bit. Leaning forward some more. What's the other one? Jumper? Oh, okay. So this is this is actually a, uh, a kind of a combat drug. Apparently a lot of um, power armor users use this stuff. But, you know, it's fun. It's a fun drug. Uh, basically what they do is they let you feel things that are like four, like five inches away from your skin. Just extra further and you can feel it and you can hold it further away than normal. Uh, Bax's mind is blown. Yeah, you want to try some? Sure. Oh yeah, do you want some Nene um, horsey juice? Oh what? Some uh, the some ketamine, some special K? Oh uh, no no no, that that's okay. No, I'm good. That, that, that's illegal. No, no, thank you. Yeah, of course it's illegal. What do you think we're doing here? Uh, 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 Come on, uh, let's do no, drugs. No, 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 thank you. No, no, bad time. Bad time. No. Are the doors soundproof? No. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. We will be done in but a moment. If you would, please. We are not going to be here for very long. You see a pistol pointing at you. A laser pistol. Is he within five meters of me? He's way not. No. Son of a bitch! He waited you for to turn around and then he's going to shoot you with the gun. I see him. Is he within my line of sight? No, because he fucked off on his own. Shit. What I was going to do is I was going to go to each door and basically just tell them, hey, stay put, we'll be done soon. We don't want your lives, we're just here for something real quick and then we'll be done. Yeah, and then the door open and you get, you're getting shot at. Oh, fuck. <laughs> What's your endurance? Six. So, no, it's not anymore. It's zero now. Yes. Oh, that, that hurt. Now, was that necessary? 
Did you really need to do that? Get the fuck off! We exactly can't right now. It's not like our ride is here. I'll fucking shoot you again. Just shut the door and go back in. Bobo's still on his back, right? Yep. Sure. If Bobo would care to duck, I must shoot him in the face. Well, I was going to say, since I've already got a knife in his mouth, I could try to take that blade and, and change the angle and jam it up into his skull. Phenomenal idea. Let's do that. Um, does anyone have any sort of cybernetic implants inside of them? I have my earbud AI. You get a um an alert appears in your eyeball. Mm -hmm. Apparently, there are large amounts of high energy X-rays uh, entering your bloodstream at the moment. I I call it to the guys. Uh, guys, this thing is. Hurting me? Uh-oh. Guys, I might die. My endurance is now negative three. Bucks kind of realizes that he feels like shit. And he looks around at the other people and they look like shit. One's vomiting blood. And he's pushing the bucket towards the oncoming research dude. As soon as he runs the corner, I'm gonna suppressing fire. What the, Are you sure? What was <laughs> the point of me talking to them? We were going in quiet. Oh, were we? Uh, we really are a crack team, aren't we? Broadcast to time code 0004. Continue to monitor this channel. For further updates, have a nice day.